Oh, ho, ho. Yes, it's here. We're here. Ooh. Ha, ha, ha. Time for the cheap show. Aha. Now. <laughs> Is that it? You've given up 30 seconds in. <laughs> Is that it? it? That must be seconds. a record. Um, Paul. Yeah. You're drinking. I'm not. Can we... Can we talk about that? No, we're oh, not going to talk about so, the drinking. I've just decided we're not going to be talking about that. I've just decided when we do cheap show from when we were doing it remotely. I like to have a little, uh, you know, bourbon and ice just to the side, just just here. It's nice. It's like refined. It's not refined. It's a it's a tricky, slippery slope. Also tricky. And when you slip down that slope, you slid all the way down there, and you're bumping your head on the way down. And then there's a little nettle that gets you. Is this coming from experience, oh, Master Pisshead? Oh, Master Pisshead? Oh, Master Pisshead? <laughs> I am not old Master Pisshead, thank you. You're, you are, you're grabbing the crown of Cheap Show Pisshead. Well, I have you know, it is just the one. I make it last. There's a bit of ice to dilute it's, it. It's not that strong. It looks like it's about the one which is four fingers deep. I like being four fingers deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Do you? welcome to Cheap Show. In a cow? What about in a cow? Yeah, all right. You'd need four fingers for a cow, wouldn't you? You'd need to a touch whole, the sides. And the thumb. You can't, you can't go cheap on a cow. They want the whole hand. Would they go, moo, put the thumb in, moo. Moo, moo Put moo or in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. And the sheep go. I say it every week. And the sheep, they only take one or two fingers, but they go, that's bad. They go, what? Oh, fuck off. No. Welcome to no, Cheap Show. No, you give him. I got it. I got it. I got it, Paul. What? One, sh- you give it, you give a sheep one finger. <laughs> right? No, let's say, let's say you're a, you're an amputee, like your fingers, you've only got two fingers. Wow. Right? And you've got a sheep and you're friends with a sheep. You've had a long, long-term relationship. Yeah. And you come out and you give it one finger, but it knows you have two fingers. So it goes, <laughs> it goes yeah, it goes, mouth. Both, both fingers, both fingers. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not having that one. That's bad. Meow. That's so bad. That sounds like a goat, not a sheep. Well, it's a goat. They're still, they all look the same, goats and sheep. I can't tell them apart in the dark. And then a cat would just go, mm-hmm. fist me. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I tell you who's asking for it though, Paul. No one's asking for it. No one in the world asks for it. There is a whole species of slutty animals that are asking. For <laughs> There's it. not a species of slutty animals. Bees. Bees. Bees with their little frilly giving me the eye. Right. Well, winking their stingers. Winking their stingers at me. Winking their stingers at you. What a. You, let's just do the intro, all right? Welcome to Cheap all right, Show. Right, what? Uh, economy... Welcome to Cheap Show. Welcome Is to Cheap Show. Is it an economy show? comedy? Economy. How? Let's do an, a call and response thing. Go on. So you say, Welcome to Cheap Show. It's an economy, and I say comedy, and then you say podcast. That's, not, that's an echo. It's not a call and response because you're not responding. You're echoing. Uh, well, let me just I'd say that. To, word. It'd have to be something like, Welcome to the show. What's the show? And then you say, Cheap, and I say, Show. Cheap. Show. Okay. Cheap. Show. Yeah. That. But then, what about economy? Podaby. Podaby. Pod baby. Is that a thing? All of this is not working for me, <laughs> including the idea I had. All of it is bad. <laughs> and we are four minutes in. And we haven't done the titles yet. One thing, one single thing before we do the titles, Paul. Right. Is there is there a thing in this world which is called a chod ho- hopper? Chod hopper. <laughs> I don't believe yeah. there is. <laughs> All right. Must have been a dream. Sorry. 
Let's get on with the Ladies show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the economy comedy podcast that we like to call Cheap Show. Welcome in. You're most welcome in. <laughs> I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Off brand, brand, off, off Cheap show. It's the price of shite. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Hello, welcome to Cheap Show. I'm Paul Gannon, and who's this cheeky chappy? I'm Eli Silverman. It's lovely to be here again, Paul, on Cheap Show. Um, And we've got a brimful of Asher show, uh, which is brimful of goodies and content, isn't it? What have we got coming up on the show today, Paul? Do you think Ashens has ever done like a gag where he's done, oh, that's a brimful of Ashens or something? Brimful yeah. of Ashens. Uh, he's 45. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, you're tempting me now. You are tempting me. Everybody needs a nubbin for a pillow. Everybody needs a nubbin. Chord full of spunky on a hopper five. I've got a chord hopper spunky. <laughs> wow. Chord monkey spunky on the... <laughs> and you wonder why I drink, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast. <laughs> to get through the pain. Fill my chord hopper with spodger. <laughs> week by week, Eli, you leave the English language behind, don't you? Like breadcrumbs, you just scatter them on the pathway to the candy house of madness that awaits you in the woods of civility. The woods of civility? Civility woods, yes. <laughs> what, do you go and you be nice there and you do things for your neighbours yeah. there? Yeah. Or- and you're walking right. away from that to the Candy House of Madness. Yeah, okay, I like the Candy House of Madness. Come in, little boy, to the Candy House of Madness. Do you have candy corns? We have candy corns of madness. Do you have lollipops? Oh, we have lollipops of madness. Do you have meringue pie substitute? We have meringue pie. Meringue pie substitute? Of madness. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the candy corns of madness. Here you go, young boy. Candy corns. I'll save some for my chodhopper spodgy. Of madness. <laughs> Come on. Just do that. What have we got? Fuck Today hell. on the show, we are going to be giving a good old British try to the old game of the old favourite that we old guys like to play oldly. It is the old, good old price of old shite, old good old shite. The prissy, prissy price of shicey, shicey, shice. Yes. Um, donated by, yet again, the fantastic Mark Honeyborn. He's given us a lovely little box full of knickknacks he's found. And we're looking forward to playing. Because we don't know, do we? The answers are sealed. It's a so- bespoke one. I haven't looked at it, Paul. I just want to assure you right now, before we get into the body of the game. Yeah. I have, I've protected it. I, I protected it from myself and I've protected myself from myself by locking it. And I have the, the number for the lock. It's a combination lock. No one's seen that. I've got someone else to set that for me. And that's locked away. It's under my bed. I'm going to have to go in there. I don't know. If I have looked at it, it would have been in some kind of drug-induced madness. But no, it's there. I haven't seen it. Just to assure you of that right now. Okay? And we have the best security surrounding the answers. Freddy. We do. Goon. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's it. Because <laughs> Jimmy Goon got killed. Oh, yeah, but Freddie Goon, Freddie Goon does do a bit of... Um, I didn't want to want him on this job, though, Paul. Uh, well, you know, I, I didn't either, I didn't... but he was the best available, and he was cheap. I can't get him in the in the house of uh, pickles. You know what he's like. It's like he gets turned on, and then it's like... And he does get hard somewhere. Where, does, where was it he got hard? It was in the lower half. Yeah, it was in the downstairs area, wasn't it? It was in the downstairs area! Yeah, there we go. What we got coming up, then? After that, we've got another little Tommy treat that we hope will lead us on a merry adventure or two. Yes. And that's it. Also, I want to bring this up now before we get started. I wish I'd never read that bit out about the Frosties because now I've had people all over Twitter saying, oh, there's Frosties here and there's Frosties here and there's Frosties here. I was like, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care. And my mistake was reading it out in a vain attempt to conjure up some cheese moment style conspiracy fun. But Paul, it was me who brought it to your attention. Don't you remember? Because my friend had said to me that he couldn't find them in his supermarket. And then you found that article. Yeah, but that was an American article. But then it turns out there's still 18 different types of Frosties out there. They have marshmallow Frosties, honey nut Frosties, egg Frosties. Do they have candy corn of, of madness Frosties? No, they just had Frosties. Of madness. So what? What was discontinued then? If, if they still this is what I'm times. saying. As of right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listening to the podcast, I officially check out of this argument. I don't want to talk about it. I will not retweet anything anymore. I don't <laughs> care. All right, God. I'm still interested. If anyone wants to get in touch with me about, you know, discontinued cereals, I'm your man. Yeah. Thank you. Well, there you go, Frosties. What a lovely. Th- well, that's that segment. I've also. I want to show off a little toy quickly. Eli, show you this. Look at this on the camera. What's that? Oh, I was just about to ask you what the hell that was. It looks incredibly modular. It is Jenga. Oh, it's like a... It's plastic Jenga. It's Jenga, official Jenga. But what makes it unique is that it's called Jenga Quake. And you build your blocks on this platform and it vibrates like earthquakes when you play it randomly. So I'll just turn it on very quickly. And look, it's pulsing and vibrates. You know, it's there. That's terrible. And when you move it, I'm going to take a little brick out. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, I can't believe it. Oh, shit, hang on. That's going to fall fall over straight away. It's stupid. No. I hate it. But it makes it exciting. No, it doesn't. Jenga's exciting enough. If you want it, you could spice up Jenga yourself. Do you know how you spice that up? Get wasted. Well, you just know. Wasted Jenga. Instead of blocks, you put little sweets or, like, refreshers or oblong sweets or, like... Yeah. I don't know, novelty condoms. Like, as little prizes, little party favours so that come out of the... Into, like, pass the parcel with Jenga? Yeah. What about pickle Jenga? Yeah. Well, you've got pickles all stacked in a Jenga combination. Well, Paul, you've got to take a pickle They out. haven't made cuboid pickles yet, have they? So that's seen some use, hasn't it? The vibration. No, I haven't used it for wanking. You have. Yet, now that you've given me the idea. It's a B-Day of love. And what I could do is put the little plastic base that vibrates right under my scrotum. Just just rest the plums upon the top. Get a ham on your plums. And then as I'm, uh, not to be coarse, but beating my meat, every now and then, as a surprise, it gives me a little vibrate. And it's like, oh, hello. Hello, cheeky. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. And if I time it right, I can blow my load when the earthquake bit goes off. And I can go... <laughs> yeah. Might as well. I'm gonna, I can say, I'm just going for a Jenga nasty. Listen, don't try and take my nomenclature, yeah? Milky raspberry. Milky raspberry. If you were drinking one, it'd be good. Drinking what? A milky raspberry. What's a milky raspberry? What's a milky raspberry? <laughs> yes, what's a milky raspberry? 
I'll tell you what a milky raspberry is, Paul. You know what a milky raspberry is. I don't. Is, but you need to tell me again so I can remember and then agree or disagree. One part tea. Yes. Yeah. One part raspberry herb tea. Right. One part milk. Right. Sugar. Drink hot. A la milky raspberry. And do it when you're shoving Jenga up your ass. Well, we haven't found the good way out of this segment yet. <laughs> so what do you want to do? Do you want to keep digging? Or should we just draw a line no. under this bit now? Is this the segment? God, is it still going? This is the this first segment? bit of the show. I know. Let's just end it. I've lost hope for the rest of the show. <laughs> I lost hope before we started recording. Let's crack on. Okay. Paul. Yes, Mr. Silverman, sir. Why do you call me that, Mr. Silverman? It's your name, isn't it, Mr. Silverman, sir? No. I want you to call me Dickie, Dickie E-Boy. Dickie E-Boy? What? Do you want to call you that? Yeah. All right, Dickie E-Boy. Paul? Yes. Oh. Come on, I'm starting starting the theme off. Oh. Uh, What do you want me to say? (laughs) The second word of the theme of this segment. Oh. It's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite it's the fucking price of shite oh it's the fucking price of shite all and that's right you fucked it yeah. right at the end <laughs> you fucked it right at the end it's shit let's start again and let's start the whole right. show again what were you saying were you gonna say and that's all right and that's and oh yeah or something yeah exactly you fudged <laughs> it it's meant to be and that's right the most the most singular and important part of the of the intro. Okay, can we do it again, but do it really quick? No, because it was, it's painful for us to do just then. It'll be painful <laughs> for me to edit, and it'll be painful for the people to listen back to, despite the edits, that I don't want to do it twice. I'm in pain now. We haven't, we've, we haven't introduced the segment properly. No. What's happening? What segment is this, Paul? It is the price of shite, ladies and gentlemen. And that's right. No, that doesn't and that's count. Right. And you don't claw back a victory. <laughs> I clawed back a victory from the gaping jaws of defeat. The price of shite, ladies and gentlemen, is a game on this podcast where usually Eli and I will go to a charity shop, buy a few items, and then price of right style, we have to guess the prices of those items. Sometimes we mess with the formula, but by and large, they're the golden rules. Get the price spot on, two points. Or as we like to call them, a twing. Oh, we do. Oh, a twing. But if you get it within 25p either way of the final correct answer, that will be just a one twing. The twings for me are very far, few and far between. It's been a while since we've twinged. It felt like it's been a year. It's been a year since my lips last said twing. Has it? Feels like it. I've got the I've got the price of shite here, Paul. It's a lovely little bespoke price of shite kit. That was sent to us. I have the answers. They are sealed. I have been bound for 24 hours to my bed and rubbed down every 15 minutes with anointing oils, essential oils. Who rubbed you down? Tiramisu oils. No, who rubbed you down? Who, if, you were, if you were bound to your bed, but you had to be rubbed down, who rubbed you down? Freddie Goon. He's running the whole... Freddie uh, Goon rubbed you down. He's running the whole secretarial uh, detail. The whole uh, security detail, rather. Not the secretarial. Sorry. <laughs> now, what I'm going to say is being bound to your bed so you can't look at the answers is one thing. What I want to know is what is the significance of a man rubbing you down with oils as you're strapped to your bed? Because I have to remain pure in thought and uh, 
pure of soul. How can you be pure in thought when a man's rubbing you off as you're bound to your it's bed? He's rubbing me off. Thank he you. He must have. Get your mind out of the gutter. I bet he asked for a bit of a happy ending and you went, go for it, mate. Fill your boots. He asked for a happy ending, Paul. Yeah, he was rubbing you down. Why would he ask for a happy ending? He's providing me a service. He should be offering me a happy ending. But he doesn't because it's all above board. It's an anointing with essential oils to, to clear the mind. So I don't think about the prices. My cock is away in its panty drawer. It's not. Your cock is proud and angry, awaiting anointment from Freddy Goon's tender fists. There's no cock anointing going on in the security detail of this podcast. Well, then what a waste of time. I have in my hand a bag containing the bespoke Price of Shite selection. And who sent it in this week, Paul? I believe it was our good friend, Mark Honeybourne, not a real friend. (laughs) Now... Price of shite answers, no cheating. You can see this is sealed. Yes, you they are sealed. And is... when, they, when it was in my possession, I also obviously did not peek. It was impossible to. It was sealed with a loving kiss. So when I own you, we will all know it was my betwings and my betwings were earned. And I earned the betwings alone. I alone earned the betwings. Right. <laughs> so I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Right. <laughs> Here are the answers. Now, will right. you, Paul, Mr. Gannon... Sir. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is me, Dicky Boy E Boy, asking you. <laughs> Dicky Boy E Boy. <laughs> it doesn't work. It just that, doesn't. Well, I'll be the judge of that. It's my name. All right, Dicky Boy E Boy here. No, you now. won't be. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It's a ball bag name. Who are you talking to, Paul? You. Who? Who else am I talking to? <laughs> no, but who? Because there's a lot of people here. So who? Are there's you no to? one. You, you have to say their name, mate. If you want to know which which of the people here you want to talk to, what's their name? I'm not conducting the rest of this podcast like a fucking seance where I'm calling out <laughs> to people in an empty room. Oh, I wish you would. Eli, are you there? Come through the void. There is no Eli. There is only Dicky Boy E-Boy now. Okay, so. <laughs> now, I believe he did, he sent a letter with a few parameters of the rules of the game. Okay, I think I've so found that So have a quick here. scan of that. I think it's towards the bottom. I've got it. Okay, you ready? I am. Hello again, Eli and Paul. Hello. Hello. Got another box of segments here for your perusal. One of the benefits to having a girlfriend... Fuck off, mate, rubbing it in. What's all this? (laughs) Oh, no. One of the benefits of having a girlfriend who runs a charity shop is that I have to have a nose... I get to have a nose. No, you do have to have a nose for most things. Uh, yeah, you do. He, he, he gets to have a nose, which is nice, I guess. He, he happens to have a nose. No, he gets to have one. I think they get, they get, they've got a nose section in the charity shop. His girlfriend steals a nose for him. Eli, if there was any... <laughs> if there was any noses on a shelf, would you pick one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of madness. And then I'd start a bogey collection in a jar marked Todd Bucket. Chod, chods, chods number one, chods number two, chod chod offerings, chod chunky chod fodder, (laughs) chodder. Right, he gets to have a nose. This is what he's saying. He gets to have a nose. What they get in, he gets to have a nose, Paul. But of what they get in, so I've made the suitable donation and grabbed some tat for you. He's making a donation still. He's not ripping. He's not getting special pickings. He's not going love. Get me the nice stuff, you know. 
now that you've no. got a job at now you've got a job at RSPCA, get us some nice stuff, yeah? Grease the wheel, love. Let me in. Just let me sneak in the back. I'd like I'm the type of guy who defrauds charities, yeah. <laughs> right, <so. laughs> um, is, it, is that what you do, Mark? Is it you come out at night when people have left bin bags on front of charity shop windows and doors and he goes and has a rummage and then he blames it on the foxes. Dirty Mark. <laughs> he's made the suitable donation and he's grabbed some tap for us, Paul. We are the beneficiaries here because we have yeah. a lovely, bespoke Priso de Shito and I'm going to be a rummaging it and scrummaging around in it and pulling out an item very soon. Okay, so just as soon as we get to the end of the letter. <laughs> Fucking read it. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to skip to the Price of Shite list, Paul. Yes, please do. Number oh here's the list I've got a list so should we go through them in the in the list that he's said okay yeah yeah but I think he says something about the prices just after the list have a quick look at that yeah I've got that do you want to get that information yeah now? read that out because I think it sets some parameters can I just ask you Mr Gannon can I ask yes. you Dicky Boy Eli coming right at you I'm this not is doing really... <laughs> the Dicky Boy Eli thing I'm just not Dicky Boy E Boy Dicky Boy E Boy says um have you got pen and paper you've got uh, I want to see the pen and paper and I want to see our names I don't have pen and paper. I... Listen, oh, I went God. through... Give me a second. I'll get some. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I went through. So all that oil in, all the chains and the oil in. I've got a pen and paper, all right? Uh, now write our names. I'm doing it now. Let me see it. Oh, this pen ain't working. Oh, for flipping... Flip's sake, Flippy. Oh, it was working for a second and now it's not. Give it a good squiffing too. I'm giving it a good squiffing. Right. <sighs> He's off again. He wouldn't even. He, he prepa- I prepare. I was on a. I prepared. I was. I was had to be put in a, an Iron Maiden overnight with oils. Stop vamping. You're not good at it. Right. I've got <laughs> oh, a piece of paper. You. Look. See. I've got. That's I've wrong. Got it written down. You've written my name wrong. I haven't. E L I is how you spell it, right? No. You spell it. D I C K Y, B O I. E-B-O-Y. Uh, all right. Try it again. Is that how you spell it? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not... Listen, I won't play. And I, I could have cheated. I had to go through a serious regime with Freddie Goon tying me up, oiling me off, putting me in an Iron Maiden and spiking me with a big pole for you. He's writing something else funny. Are you ready for your first item? What is this it now? Dicky boy, Eli Dick boy, yes, that's more like it. <laughs> right, got it. So okay. it's Paul versus Dicky boy, Eli Dick boy. Now there will yes. be twings awarded in the manner which Paul summarised at the top of the segment, and it will be standard rules in every way, plus the three per twing bonus. Yes, excellent. For the yes. order. Okay. Now here is the information. Here's the background. Here's the little lowdown on the sort of realm we're working <sighs> with within the framework, the pricing framework. We are trying to place the shite within. We need to hang yes. the shite in the conceptual pricing framework, which I'm about to say to you now, Paul. No item. No item. No item. No item was more than £2. Right. Only £1.50. So it was either going to be 50p, £1, £1.50, £2. Well, he seems to be suggesting that every item is either a pound or 50p. But it could be £1.50 or £2, because he said one oh, doesn't yeah. go any more than... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, All so right. it could be 50p, £1, £1.50 or £2. That's the whole range of prices we're working with. It's refreshing. It's mm. a refreshing... But also, uh, does that mean two items might be a pound the same? Mm. Mm. 
prices included separately. So, yes. Okay, here we go then. What's no, the first no, item? No, no, oh. There is more f- conceptual framework and world building for the pricing scale and structure which we've, okay. we've, we'll be working. Go on. It came to £7.50. That's important Altogether. info. Yes. And it came from the RSPCA shop in Her- Hereford. Right. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Gladiators ready for the first yeah. item. Gladiators ready. I'm having a little scrummage. I've located the first item. Right, what's the first item? Show it to the camera for me. It's moustache straws. Oh, God, what's that? Well, you've got some straws. Yeah. And then you have these plastic disc moustache things, which have little hooks. So they hook on the straw. Right. And at, when you raise the straw to your mouth, yeah. it, it appears that you have a moustache. That's very witty. Isn't it? So they're just separate straws, blue, normal blue straws. Um, there are six, five of them, Paul. Five uh, novelty moustache things. Do you want to know what these moustaches are? Because it will affect yes. the price of this shite. This is proper shite. Novelty shop crap filling up the world with shit that no one needs or ever wanted. It's textbook charity shop fodder. Several thousand years in a landfill, sticking into a rat's ass in the future. Do you know what I mean? Some yeah. rat. We'll have one at the end of one of these up its arse in the year 3000. And we're going, ah, ah. The little computer Wally will be folding them up into tiny cubes. I prefer to think of a rat with it up its arse. Of course you would, because that's what you like, isn't it? You like animals, arses and discomfort. (laughs) Right. Are you ready for the first type of moustache? Yes. The American standard. What's that mean? It's the default moustache for the United States of America. It's not too thick, nor too short. Too thin. Why did I say short when there wasn't the word that was there? <laughs> I know why, and it's psychological. <laughs> Fuck you. No. I'm happy with my height and the size of my knob. You shouldn't be to either of those things. It cuts a swathe. Let me tell you that, Sonny Jim. No, it doesn't. It cuts a fucking swathe like a scythe. It doesn't. It cuts a swathe through this the chaff. A garden variety earthworm nodding its head in the breeze has more of a swathe than your gangly, sad windsock of a disused penis. It's gangly? Yeah. It's not too thick. Not too thin. This is the American standard mustache. Yeah. Centrally located and moderately groomed, the American yes. standard is often seen on highway patrolmen and porn stars. Mmm. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. I hope you need a very strong liquor to be in the drinks that you were attaching these straws to to make right. it all right, to make things to make it okay. Funny. You know, meths yeah. or something. Marketing humour is my favourite kind of humour. You also have the devil. Notable for the sinister upward turn at the tips. That's the bits that will go into a future rat's arsehole. The devil is the very emblem of evil. The devil tells people, you're not here looking for trouble. Trouble is here looking for you. Uh, The handlebar. Dignified, sophisticated, refined, and above all else, menacing. The more mere presence of the handlebar automatically makes you a card-carrying member of the League of Evil. Fuck off. Put some (laughs) jokes in. Put some fucking jokes in. You know what I mean? I also, I hate the way that it's like it's saying that mustaches are something some some kind of exotic almost thing. Do you know what I mean? It and uh, and well, no. What bugs me is that it's suggesting that the type of mustache has some kind of psychological impact on the person you are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's and look at it... you. You have a beard and a mustache, but I don't look at you and look at that beard and think anything other than botherer. You're one of life's botherers. 
What do you mean I'm one of life's botherers? You go Worst... around and you bother people. You're a botherer. No, I don't. But that's just what I see looking at your beard. It's not what you're really like, is it? When I look at your beard and moustache, I don't think, oh, shady character I would not like to see in a pub. But that's not really you, is it? That's not really you, is it? You, you, no. You, even though you look like Randy Santa. You, you're not, though, are you? <laughs> I'm Dicky Boy E-Boy. Yeah, you're Dicky Boy E-Boy, the botherer. <laughs> Right, the next type of moustache is the chevron, traditional symbol of sex and confidence. The chevron wearer is lean, serious, and absolutely incapable of putting up with bull. Fuck off, marketing people. I've had right enough of you. And then lastly, the horseshoe, which is another post-apocalyptic rat-ass-bothering one with long pointy ends. Right. The U-shaped track of hair. The horseshoe says a million different things in a million different languages, and all of them are... I'm going to get this place on fire. Set this place on fire. The horseshoe is the single... Oh, fuck off. The horseshoe is the staple of convicts, bikers and general badasses. Ah, I don't buy that. This is the worst item I've ever seen and I wish I never knew it existed. It's pure bum toys for hyper-intelligent rats. (laughs) (laughs) Today's tat is tomorrow's rat bum toy. (laughs) Now, Paul... (laughs) Uh, I am going to need, uh, it is traditional at this point in the proceedings, yeah. for me to ask you... A price. For well, a price. I'll take the first guess, and then you can take the first guess on the next item. I'm going to go ahead and say that that is one pound on the nose. Hmm. What say you, Mr. Silverman? I'm going to undercut you. Yeah. And I'm going to guess one pound fifty. Uh, 50p. 50p. You don't know how to undercut. I'm going to undercut <laughs> you by adding 50p on <laughs> no, top fuck. of your price. Listen... I took enough of that shit from you just now, calling me a fucking Randy Santa botherer. You're right. I should have called you a misguided cult leader. Are any cult leaders not misguided, though? I mean, you know, they—they no. Got... Some uh, some would are cynically self-motivated by power, ego, and the id. That's still misguided. They're misguided by Is their it? own by their own demented desires and and uh, what, delusions. What, does that make you? Anyone different than a, a confident young businessman up and coming on the career ladder? Are they misled? I ask the question I'm asking you. Yes. So anyone who wants to be successful, in your mind, is nefarious in some way. This is an original Bluebell Araby. <laughs> right. Are you ready? Next item. Next item on the list. Yeah. Musical tune. Musical tune. What does that mean? Musical tune chips. Ah, oh, got it, got it, got it. Now, this is interesting. Musical tunes, yes. There'll be pictures of these items on our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. Aha, now I've seen, I've worked out what this is, Paul. This is one of those musical cards, but right. it's, it's just the just the, the musical bit. So you make your own musical cards because you've got the little, the chips, they're little computer chips. Right, so instead of instead of buying a card that like you open and goes, nah, 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 this time you can just Buy these. record onto it? Yeah. How do you record onto it? That's what I don't get. So you get a little speaker, a little microchip, a little bit of sticky tape and what? Oh no, there's music there's there's music already on these. And what you get to pick your favourite. Yeah, so shall I try one? Yeah, why not? Okay, so I, I take I bet it sounds absolutely piercing. Right, let's try one. I'll put it I'll stick it on the mustache thing. Oh yeah. I'm gonna mod the mustache card. Alright. Now, what do I do? I don't know. You've got the whole thing in oh, your hand. I've broken one. Oh, that's Great. fucked it. God, they're all falling off. Oh, they're fucked. Well, they're fucked, mate. What do I do? Press what? How do I activate it? Let's I go- don't know. Oh, f- right. Peel off protective paper. 
Yeah. On the back of the musical tunes device to expose adhesive. Right, done that. Align the notches on the musical tunes device to the fold on the greeting card. Press in place. Oh, I've got to align the notches, don't I? Yeah, because you've got to attach it to something so when it opens, it pulls the cord. Oh, here we go. I've done it. I've got it going. You ready? You ready? Here we go. Very quiet. <laughs> I can hear it now. You ready for the Try other it one? again? That one doesn't work. Right. Right, last one. Right, last one. God, these are shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the theme from Love Story or something? It was like na na this one doesn't work either. Oh there we go. Yeah, it is that tune. <laughs> Let's just do this for the rest of the show. No, let's not use this <laughs> for the rest of the show. I'm just, I'm mesmerised. Don't take my little chip away. Right. I want to guess the price so we don't have to listen to that anymore. I can't make it stop. Make them stop. I made it stop. Good. No, it's... It hasn't stopped. It can't make it stop. Put it, it under stop. a pillow. Right. Right. How much do you think it cost? £1.50. £1.50, says Mr. No, no. Silverman. Oh, no, no. I'll go for £2 for those. £2. Sorry. £2 is what I've written down. I'm going to go for £1.50. Terrible. What terrible things. It's, what is a terrible, terrible thing, isn't it? Terrible thing. It won't shut up either. It'll, it's playing in my dreams. Right. Next item. Number three. You've recorded those, have you? Yes. Those, okay. The third item, Paul, is a notice board peg. Oh. I, I swear. It's, can you hear it? It's still fucking going. <laughs> I can't Fuck's hear sake. it. It's driving me mad. You know, when it's like in the corner of your ear, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one. Fuck you. Right. That's put an end to your fucking caterwauling. This is a bit more likeable. It's got it's got a robust feel. I'm showing you the yeah. third item now, Paul. It's a little wooden peg for a notice board. But how do you peg it on a notice board? Simple, you... effective. But, oh, it won't shut up. The thing won't shut up. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh. oh, once you start them, they never stop. They're not. They're just disguised as little chips that you put in cards. In fact, they're well. They have to turn off somehow because you put them when you close the card. Is no, it like it's light a little hinge? Them off? But I've broken the hinge to get them going, and now they're permanently open. A bit like your mum's legs. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> you dirty naughty! I'm sorry, this is going on. That's the, that's a you. Continually on this podcast, attack my dear mother's good name. If you're not attacking her, if you're not being sexually suggestive towards my mother, you're also getting off on the suggestion that she likes to put big vegetables in ovens. There's nothing sexual about that. It's an ag- agreement that I get come to with some people's mums about my vegetable in oven needs. That pegs 50p. I'm moving on. I'm gonna. I think. I think I'll stick with you there, Paul, and say 50. 50p. All right. Right. You ready for your next item? No. There's there's another six or seven. Oh, no. Look, no, on. there's only six, one or seven, two. Eight, Tops. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Hang on. 19, 20. <laughs> Stop counting things that aren't relevant 21, to 22, this. 23. 
Hang on, hang on, Paul. 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29! <laughs> right, what's your fucking item? <laughs> right, where is it? Where's this paper, right? <laughs> this segment is already 33 minutes longer than I expected, and this segment's 33 minutes. Put on your joy specs, yeah? Have a little laugh. Have a little laugh with me. Come on, then. Uh, the words... I'm looking at these words again. It says stoned rat. Oh, it's it's a rat. Okay. Because I think he had a spelling mistake situation go on. He didn't spell check his work. It's a stoned rat. It does look like a little... It's a little toy rat, a little fabric rat. Very cute. And he has a resemblance to the 80s. Uh, he's lost an arm as well. He's got string arms. He's lost one of his stringy arms. Of Well, maybe one of them wasn't there. Right. I've just had a scenario. Paul, this rat... Yes. Yeah? You're going to end up fucking this. <laughs> no, I fucking no, I'm not. knew it. The minute I I'm gave not. it to you, the next destination will be Eli's Cock no. End Central. Final destination, Eli's Cock End. Oh, where are we going today, darling? Oh, we're going to Eli Village. We're going to a little place there called Little Dick on the Balls. I have a fucking miserable time as I'm rutted up against Eli's dirty, hairy... Ball mound fest of genitalia that hasn't been washed since Princess Di's wedding. Princess Diana's wedding? Anyway, this rat's this rat's got yes. one arm, so I'm going to invite it to my farm where I've got the old blind sheep who likes a finger in, and he'll stick that in, and he'll know that the rat only has one arm, and he'll go, both, both. Wow, this is getting better, Eli. <laughs> yeah, see, call back. Right. Now, two pounds for that, I'm saying. <laughs> really? He's going, you're going the high end, yeah? Yeah. That's a, that's a deluxe cat toy, like that. It is a cat toy, isn't it? But And it does have a resemblance to Roland Rat, we were saying. The 80s uh, it does. TV host. Do your Roland Rat impression. Go on. Uh, ratty. Uh. No, don't do Teen Yeti. How did Roland Round set? Hey, Rat Fane. Hey, Rat Fane. That's uh, it. Uh, Essex kind of boy, but with Blakey crossovers from on the buses. Rat Fane. I'm going to go fuck a sheep with my hands. Stop. Okay, stop. Last week was sticking things up your ass. <laughs> this week is your sheep violation obsession. One finger. That's all the sheep no, gets. No, stop talking <laughs> about sheep molestation. This, the rat agrees with me. One finger's enough for my sheep. Right, so, Paul, can I ask, in the name of gentlemanly sport and amusement, yeah. you've said two pounds for the rat, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the stoned rat. Now, I want you to tell me what your whole column adds up to. Well, we've got one more item, haven't we? Because I know it's £7.50 altogether for the thing. So Yes. I've got £5, so already I'm feeling some of these prices are off. I'm going to go for £1.50. £1.50. So at the moment, your overall price comes to £4.50. Last item, Paul. Yeah? This is uh, quite a nice item, this. Probably my favourite of the lot. It is some RSPCA branded character rubbers and they are all animals no sheep there's no sheep which is a shame that's but... probably for the best <laughs> <laughs> now you got you got piggy a piggy wig doggy mr waffles catty mr cat meow and badger colonel badger badger is there but badger is doing his own thing because a badger is feral all of these other animals are domesticated True. Now, yeah. I'm going to say £2, and it's purely for strategic reasons, because I need to get it up to near 750 You said 150 by the way. Oh, for that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. £2. Yeah. I'm going to say £2 as well. 
Okay. It means I think we're very wrong. Eli, it is time to reveal in one of the most protracted games of The Price of Shite we've ever played, the final scores. Eli, reveal the prices. Okay, I will do that, Paul. I'm happy to do that. But I do need to go retrieve them because they are in the security detail. They are. And uh, I've been, you know, I don't even know where they are exactly because I couldn't. I've been chained down. I've been oiled regularly. And I'm, I smell of oranges now. But I'm going to do the special tap. They're going to open the locks and then he, he'll come yeah, through. Yeah, go for it, go for he'll it. He'll come through, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Go so just, just wait. Just wait a second, yeah? <sighs> Freddie? Yeah? All right. Later. I promise. Freddie? Come on. Downstairs. Yes, downstairs. Now. Okay. Thank you. Downstairs very hard. Yes. Okay. Now, Paul. <clears throat> I've retrieved the have answers. Have you finished your little play <laughs> for, for today? Have you? <laughs> I've retrieved the answers now, Paul. Here we go. Um, they are clean oh. as a whistle, and there is the seal. You can seal the see the seal. Yeah, break break the seal now, Mister Silverman. I'm breaking the seal. Hear that? All oh, satisfying. That's the ripping sound of the tape. First item. I said one pound. Eli said fifty p. The actual price was one pound fifty. Ah! Oh, we're both out. Double out. What was that again? That was the straws. Mustache straws. Oh God. 150 as well. Next item was the musical horror nightmare of the, madness. Uh, that will never stop. You said £2. I said £1.50. And the price I have on the piece of paper here, Paul, is £2 between, between, for me. Only oh, for me. Oh, he gets it. Between, oh. between. Oh, the nusslage. That will be coming. Ooh. Right. <laughs> All right. Come on. Next item, number the, three, the clothes peg. The peg. We both fed 50p. We were both out. It's one pound. Oh, fucking hell. The next item, the stoned rat. Stoned rat. I said two pound. You said 150. The stoned rat was one pound 50. Number fucking two twing. Hell. twing a twing twing. A ming a twing twing a twing. And finally, the, the RSPCA erasers. We both said two pound. They were one pound and 50 pence. Oh, mate. So at the end of that, at the end of this game of Price of Shite, what are the between counts now, Paul, please? Paul Gannon did not get a single between in the whole session, but Eli races ahead with four betwings from a possible ten. It's been a good day, Paul. I tried to get the betwings, you know, I was out there. I just tried to guess the, the answers because what that's what this game's all about is guessing the answers. So I try and do that, try and concentrate on that and we'll try and get it as close as I possibly can. And I'm just like, just like to say thank you. Thank you for Freddie Goon for guarding them. There's no, there's no question of any kind of impropriety or me getting spoffed off by a huge hulking gangster with his uh, big gleaming teeth and his uh, lovely linen trousers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Eli Silverman, your prize tonight is your very own sheep with a special <laughs> fist available size arsehole for your own fun and games. Yay. Why, you won't be going home with just one or two fingers. Tonight, you're taking home a whole fist's worth of sheep, Mr. <laughs> Silverman. <laughs> Oh, fuck this for a laugh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we're back from the sound effect. And it's time for a brand new bit of the show we've conceived here. Right here for you. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that segment. No, it's still, it's a new toy. Um... Mate, oh dear, you <laughs> rushed straight in. 
all blustery, all full of confidence. Oh, don't get me wrong. I like to see it. But how about you, I try, give it another? You went charged. Listen, I think I can nail this intro to this section right in. Nail it right in. But you don't now, Paul. You don't know what this segment I do. is. Apparently. I don't know exactly what it is. I just need another go. Please give me one more chance to shine. Built for success. All right, I'll put the sound effect in again now, and you can okay. just, you know, do yeah, it from yeah. there. Okay. Sound effect, please. Right. Enjoyed the sound effect. Good. Now it's time for a freewheeling, fantastic, another fucking episode segment of. There we go. There we go. Segment. The wheels came off. Time for another. At the first corner. You and I, Paul, we both love Tommy Toys here on this podcast. Tommy this, Tommy that. Yep. We love it. We love them physically. And. I refuse to do the rest of this segment in the tone of a football commentator. It's what you're apparently doing. It's the only way I want to talk. Well, I don't want to talk to someone pretending they're doing grandstand right now. Right, this just in, Paul. Is it two fingers up a sheep's ass? I've forgotten about that, totally. (laughs) Right, we've got this Tommy toy, Paul. Um, Yes, so a bit of a backstory then. Over the last year or so on Cheap Show, we've discovered and fell in love with a number of Tomy items. Tomy, Japanese toy company, but they had a thing going on in the 70s and 80s where they made what we like to call physical platform games, like elaborate ball bearing, mechanized, maze, labyrinth, booby trap, salt course type plastic toys. There's one called Ah. And yeah. And I've got wow. wow. I've got wow over there. Yeah. And we've got those pocketeers, which were like pocket little I've toys. I've got the poker version of the pocketeers. I also, my favourite Tommy discovery, Paul, were the eggs, uh, which were the Tommy for eggs. very young children and are just sort of toys, but are, are beautifully conceived, designed, and are just a lovely toy. Lovely, lovely yeah. toy. And it's the aesthetic that you like, yes, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and I also have the noodle vehicle. Which is another Tommy. Tommy are oh, it was as well. Tommy are great. Yeah, they have a similar sort of level of sort of world building and creativity to Nintendo, I'd say. But they just—it's not as focused, obviously. No, to me, I thought you were going to say like Fisher Price. They have a yes. similar kind of ethos to Fisher That's Price. That's right. Dependable toys, well made. Yes, but Nintendo did used to make toys, didn't they? And they had a sort of Tommy feel to them. The Nintendo toys as well, didn't they? Wouldn't you say? When they made toys, yes, they they thought to some extent outside the box, which is why you had the grabber and the love tester and all those weird things that eventually led to the game and watch. You know. And then Nintendo changed from that point on. Did Tommy ever venture into pure electronics or sort of computer game territory? I mean, they did do a lot of LED and LCD games. A la Game uh, & Watch, like Game & Watch type things. Yeah, but more like table-based stuff. I want to say there was a game they did called Kong Man, or no, Caveman, ah. which was a, a little little tabletop LED game. I remember you... my friend had that. I've played that. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I don't want to do the research because, uh, you know, whatever. But I do believe they strayed once So or they twice. have a lot of stuff that is original that they do, but they also seem to be willing to try and sort of jump on the back of other uh, successful brands and stuff, don't they? To some yeah. extent. But I think they're just primarily a young... They make toys for younger children. And I think I it's see. strange in many respects, like the demand for those kind of toys like Wow and R isn't there anymore. They just don't make those kind of toys now. No, but they appeal to, they appeal to me. 
Because they're... Yeah, I remember in the 90s, and we haven't touched on these yet, but they did the water puzzle tower and the water puzzle games, which were like, you filled them with water and they had like a little pump button and you had to pump... Like, for instance, in the famous example, you had to pump a bunch of ghosts into Pac-Man's mouth. Yes, I've played that game as well. Those were great, but you do get extremely cheap versions of those knocking around these days, don't you? You do. But they're not by Tommy. I think we've even had one or two on the The, show. The Tommy ones are always going to be, you know, at least a, a good standard of build and stuff. Now, this Tomy toy is a vintage one, and it was sent to us by Even, the amazing, talented Even, who, if you want to buy the official magazine that she's made, it is uh, at cheapmag.shop, and you can get physical editions of those amazingly well-put-together magazines, and we highly recommend you do. And if you're a patron, you get them anyways, digital downloads. That's exciting. Mm. Uh, so this is was sent to us, and she also sent me the uh, the Tommy vehicle, uh, noodle vehicle, which is she did. Didn't I love she? this item as well, and is it in the Pocketeers range? Because the size is exactly like a Pocketeer. It is the same sizes, but I don't think I'm it is. I just think the back. it's a doesn't say pocket. Yeah. Well, tell tell everyone what you've got there, Mister Silverman. It is a Tommy Pocket game. Hmm. Maybe that's the that's the line Pocket game rather than Pocketeers. Well, and yeah, it's but... called. It has a lovely illustrated panel on it, and it's called. Sentence nonsense. Oh, sentence nonsense, and it's a exactly what it says on the tin, Paul. It is a nonsense sentence generator machine. And how does it you do shake, that? It has a lot of tiles in the covered section at the back. You shake it all around, and those tiles randomize. They randomize, Paul. And there's a slit. There's a slit running. There's five slits, uh, all in a row, and <laughs> there's five <laughs> slits on. all in a row. And each slit opens into a little viewing chamber where the tile will be selected yes. into when I've randomised it. You can hear it shaking around there. It's got a lovely little rattle, lovely weight to it. And I was saying, they kind of slide out like... Um, Tiles. The prices used to come up on a, an old yes. till, an old That's register, right. cash register. So it's pure, no electronics, it's purely mechanical, and it's a five-word sentence. And the tiles are also designed beautifully with different fonts for the different words mm. and little illustrations, little diagrammatic illustrations on there as well. So basically, it's like those story cubes you've, we've used, but instead they're tiles that you shake and slide out into a pattern that you make into a story. And it's got a lovely little Tomy trademark on the back and a date made in, Ho- what date it was is made it? in Hong Kong and from 1975, the year of my birth. Oh, it's as old as yes. you. But it was interesting that Tony were making pocket-sized toys for kids way back They're then. They're like mobile phone size sort of thing, aren't they? Like deck of yeah. cards. And I've my theory now is I think all the pocketeers are the ones that use magnets and ball bearings. Or springs. Yes. But we are going to play a little game with this object, aren't we, Paul? Because this nonsense sentence... Yes, we are. The sentence nonsense generator, Tony Pocket Game, it makes sentences and we are... Creatives, we are professional creatives, and we are. This is what we do. We're the we're the weavers of dreams. We're the we're the the we build tapestries of imagination. Welcome to my memory castle. Yeah. Snuffle, snuffle at the truffle hound. <laughs> that was very poor. But that was very. It poor. was very poor. Snuffle my bollocks. My bollocks are emanating the waft of pure creative joy. Yes, now. I am I am bulbous with creative juices and I wish to squeeze them out through the whims of my mind in order to create a, a cross-stitch image of beautiful story imagery. Do you know what, Paul? I wish this, uh, this phone had like a grill on it and the air went through so you could suck up my bollock oil, the stench of my bollock oil. <laughs> One of the benefits of not having to have 
been doing the podcast in the House of Pickles is that I am free of the various and varied stenches that emanate from your room. One day it could be a salty smell. The next day it's a really funky, beefy, hearty, gut, <laughs> gut, gutty, I don't know, gutless, I don't know, chunky fecal smell it's a chunky fecal smell and then some days it's it's a bitter acrid stingy lemon piss kind of thing i have to keep the miasma going here it's a very delicately balanced ecosystem as we know you know what scribbles scribbles weren't meant to live in bedrooms they were meant to live on dung heaps so what you're saying is your bedroom's like sea world you can you have captive creatures in that are too big for the space you live in and they suffer they're not mine it's old it's the old man of the mountain don't introduce that character it's rubbish what character? And every time you bring up the old man of the mountain character i'm just gonna step on it i'm just gonna ruin it and kill it dead why because it goes nowhere we've got we've already got teen yeti no he is teen yeti that's what i call him now how can teen yeti be the old man of the mountain and a man. He started in the 80s. He was a teen then. But now he's, you know... So what? You're saying he uses the name like new kids on the block shouldn't because they're no longer yes. new or kids exactly. or near a block. It's his it's his stage name. But he's, he's actually... Well, there's speculation, but he's in his sort of late 50s. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's been hiding his age for this time. Yeah. That's why I call him the old man of the mountain. He's just peering out at me from out grot pants. You well, know? this is a revelation. Sometimes you hear a bit of music coming. I think he's working on something very good. Well, we don't know about that. You know, because he's going to have to address to his fans he's going to have to address the whole thing that happened on the well, train well he came off know, social so. media didn't he and he came off facebook yeah well, well you know and he's just yeti book and he just he just looks out his window sometimes and when you look up there he goes Oof, and yeah. his face goes away and then spooky. you think what the fuck is he up to in there mm. in the lab anyway he feeds the scribbles he still has to feed the scribbles so you know the skiddies get delivered and it's, it's the smell gets even worse when the skiddy gets delivered. It's Tuesday, skids delivery uh, day, and uh, he does appear. He appears at the garage in a bathing gown, usually. So, Eli, I'm just going to do the uh, international recognisable symbol for wrap it up. <laughs> we'll get, move on, all right? Move on. <laughs> right, right. I'm ready to move on. Right, so how about you generate a sentence, and I'll do, do a story, all right? We'll do story time. No, but what? Do we have to include the sentence in the story? No, we have to use each symbol as part of the no, story. No, see, like that's not going to st- work. I didn't want to bring this up, actually, whilst we were recording, Paul. But it's not going to work like story dice, because you'll notice this is sentence nonsense. This isn't story dice generator. Well, then how about the sentence is the title of the story you will tell? Well, okay, sure. Give us a, Give us a sample shake, see what we come up with. Okay, I'll give it... This is good. We'll give a couple of samples just to see what we're, we're dealing with here, yeah? Yeah. Okay, right. the first sentence, sample sentence, and this what you won't be asked to be making a story about this one. This is just a test sentence. The excited electric clown ran sideways. Right. Do you see, that's not... That's a whole mm. sentence. It's not It's not elements of a story. No, link but maybe together. it's the starting point of a story or the title. Okay, we'll try again just to get... Trying to get them come out the slit. Come out the slit. You ready? Yeah. The round candy girl screamed upside down. Right. Candy girl. Let me let me write this down. What was it? The what? Round. The round candy. Candy girl. Screamed. Screamed. Upside down. Alright, okay. Here we go. Is it you? I'll start off with this. Here we go. I have to listen to this, do I? Yeah, and you have to judge me on how well I incorporate this sentence into the story I tell. Okay, all right? well, just to remind you, I have the sentence here. I have it here. I've written it down. 
The round candy girl screamed upside down. Yeah, just to be sure. I've got it. I've written it down, brother. Here we go. <laughs> Is there a timer? No, I'll just keep it short. Just just, just do like two minutes tops. Just a short story. Here we go. It better be interesting. Let's find out. All right. And so the story begins. Tingle, 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 tingle. One day, I woke up in my lovely cosy bed in the Dingley Gannon Dell, and oh, I looked up at, up at the sky, and I saw Mr. Sun shining down on me. Hello, no. Mr. Sun, I said, and Mr. Sun beamed his lovely warm beam all over me faceykins. So then oh, I slipped on sake. my jolly wally pin pants no. and skipped out into the Dingley Dell forest. And The Badger Award! One day... No, that today, the day I'm telling the story, this day, I bumped into uh, Alan Rat. And Alan Rat said, oh, oh, yeah. Have you heard what's going down in Candyland? And I was like, oh, no, tell me. And he had, oh, there's a terrible to do. You've got to head down there straight away. They're asking for you. Asking for me, I said, Alan. And he went, yeah, stop wasting time. So I waited at the bus stop and got the Jolly Jelly bus all the way down to Candyland, where there I saw, oh, a strange commotion. Everyone was huddled round the big old jelly old tree, old lovely old jelly tree, gummy gum yum yum. And I moved up and everyone was going, oh, no, Seekins, what's going on, Luli Lali Lay? <laughs> Paul, and Paul, I can I just ask you? The no, Paul, I'm Paul, getting to Paul, it. I'm just, getting to it. I'm getting so to it. So you're going to say the sentence. You're going to say the I'm sentence. I'm getting to yeah. it. Right. You're ruining okay. my flow. Right. So I push through the crowd of people from Candyland. And there, oh, I saw a strange sight indeed. What I could make out was a little candy girl hanging upside down from her knickers in a tree. And the round candy girl screamed upside down. Get me down from this tree. And I went, ooh, I'll help. And so I took out my massive machete and I hacked (laughs) the tree down until it collapsed and and she could roll off safely onto the ground. And everyone went, oh, Paul, it's so good that you carry a big uh, machete round with you. And I went, yes, I do. And everyone made me tea and uh, I went home. And I went to sleep, and that's the end of my lovely, jolly, num num num, gummy gummy, yum yum story for lovely <laughs> lady plops <laughs> and diddly dingy oh. dong dongs. There you go. Don't, don't. The end. It was pretty good, that. Bravo. Pretty good, that. Bravo. Paul? Yeah. Don't. One f- one thing I noticed, you try to put in one of your smash hits, <laughs> Madam Lady Plops, just to say it at the end. It's a little bit of an say, Easter remember, egg. Re- it's not an Easter egg. It's remember that thing I did that was actually good. That wasn't this thing that I'm finishing now. Don't you judge me. Also, the girl was round, incidentally. You just said round girl. It, there was no, there was nothing about her roundness that impacted the story at all. Or was it was in any way? She was round. Yeah, but that's that's a cop out. Okay, and also I didn't like that, and also I didn't like. It's very, I don't know, almost problematic. She's hanging by her knickers. She fell out How of a tree. How old is this girl? She's trying and to get what? a candy apple down, and she fell from a tree. So she's what? 
but she's getting wedged like to a sort of surgical degree by no, this, she's hanging knickers. upside down from a tree by her knickers, and everyone can see her bum. Yeah, but what's so her, all her weight is getting supported in the knickers? It must be riding right. No, up she's there. upside down. Remember, hanging from oh. a branch. And how are the knickers staying on then? Just they're quite tight knickers, so they've. It's just the branch has gone right through the gusset and kind of. I see. Okay. And kind no, of I've just like now. she's kind of just yeah. like kebabbed. Yeah. The gusset of her crotch on the branch, and Not she's hanging nice. upside down. Not nice, you know. Yeah, and you you make yourself to be the hero of this. You could have hurt her. You're very reckless, well, and dangerous. A dangerous man with a big machete, and it just seems to be sort of wish fulfillment and this sort of kind of penis envy thing running through the whole thing. Are you ready for my story? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Well, out of ten, what would you give my story? It was. It wasn't your best effort, Paul. It really wasn't. And trying to dress it up with gummy this, wiggly that, wooby whoop this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very effective. You tried to make it twee and wistful by just putting in jelly sound words, and I did not appreciate it. I'll be doing the opposite. I'm going punk rock on this deconstructed punk rock. Get ready. Right. Okay. Well, then here we go. What have you got? What's your sentence? Right. Give it a good shake. It's like the dice man. Yeah. The silly polka dot clown flew at night. The say again, the what? I want to write this down so I make sure you're not cheating. The silly polka dot the, clown. The silly polka dot clown, yeah. Flew at night. Flew at night. All right, that's that's the sentence you have to work into your story. Your story, Mr. Silverman, if you're ready to tell it, begins now. Oh, oh, who am I again? Oh. oh, mate, no. I'm not having every story that you do begin with some amnesiac on a beach beginning to pieces, piss poor, imaginatively stunted life together. Oh, come on. No, you are not allowed. I'm just going to say it now. You're not allowed to begin your story with a blank canvas character. Okay, I'll start again then, yeah? Please do. When I was only small, I had a birthday coming up, and I would wander around the house. When is it my birthday? When is it my birthday? Why do all your characters ask questions? (laughs) Because they're probing the meaning of life for Why does he know when his birthday is? Surely he knows what day and date. I'd had a terrible accident the year oh, before. Oh, has he got amnesia? I, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> and <I couldn't, laughs> you twat. And I'd, I'd had very... Are you going to keep interrupting the story, I'm Paul? sorry. When was my birthday? Oh, I can't recall, I said to myself, because I'd had amnesia off a head Fucking injury hell. the year before. <laughs> oh, but luckily I had a loving family and my mother would always tell me, when it was my birthday and she kept it a surprise for me she'd always hire some kind of entertainer one year it was spider-man one year it was a balloon person one year it was someone who blew those bubbles made of plastic that smelled of uh, of dry cleaning establishments and um, what well, this year she intimated to me that it was going to be the best ever so I waited and I waited and I've I made up games to pass the time in my yoga room. and uh, Yoga room? (laughs) It's another adventure of Eli, the upper middle class halfwit. Right, and then, but then suddenly 
the night before the big day, I didn't know it was going to be the big day, but I did have a premonition in my sleep. <laughs> I had a very... <laughs> so awful. I have had a very peculiar dream, and in this dream, I was lying on a platform in empty void, and an empty mask was lowering slowly, slowly, very slowly, down onto my face. This mask was coming down, and I couldn't make out what it was a mask of, because I could only see the inside of it, Paul. It's very important fact. And then it, but then I could see it got very close to my face, very, going very slowly, very slowly. And it got very close to my face, and I could see all glue, all glue on the inside of the mask. And I thought, that's going to stick to my face, and I will never be able to remove it. I don't know, you know, I had that dream knowledge, that dream knowledge that it was going to be super glue. Then I woke up, and what do you know? It was my birthday. Oh, flashing lights, all streamers. My mum came into my room and gave me a lovely breakfast cake. Ooh, breakfast cake! Because I got cake all day on my birthday back then, Paul. Um, and anyway, she said, we're having a party. Just relax. It's your day, little Eli. Come out of the yoga room and come downstairs. And I came downstairs and there was my surprise party clown. There he was. He was called Mr. Miggins. Mr. Miggins the clown. And he had polka dots, Paul. And he had polka dots and he said, oh, I've got something for you. And he said, have you, have you sneezed, Eli? And I said, no, I haven't sneezed. He said, take this anyway. And it was a handkerchief that had polka dots on it as well. And he said, oh, you owe me for that. You owe me for that handkerchief now. I'm going to get out my little book of where I, I write down what people owe me and who I owe. And the book, do you know what, Paul? The book was polka dot. And I, I, I looked in the book and he was writing it with a polka dot pen. And the book itself was polka dot. The pages themselves were polka dot. And I thought, that guy's got a lot of polka dot stuff. A lot of polka dot stuff, uh, Mr. Miggins the Clown. But I thought, I'm sick of this. Oh, I'm, I'm, going, sick of this I'm getting dizzy. I'm sick of this I'm polka, getting dizzy. I'm I sick of this sick. polka dot stuff. I wonder whoever he's going to entertain me. Where's the balloons, Mr. Miggins? Where's the little card trick? Where's the never-ending handkerchief? Where's the red nose? Where's the, the car? Where's the pies? Stop asking questions. <laughs> Just stop asking questions as a character and as and a then, storyteller. Do you know what, Paul? Mr. Miggins delivered. He performed well. Me and all my little friends. Little Daniel. Little Midgey. Little, uh, little Anna. <laughs> fucking, fucking, please wrap this up. He was performing, he performed please. very well. And we were all very sated with lots of cake and jelly and ready salted crisps and Kit Kats. And then he left the room. And I was very curious to see what he did when he was, you know, winding down, cooling off from a performance, uh, Mr. Miggins. And I looked round the corner. I was very small and I looked round the corner. Uh, of the door into the kitchen where he was, he was, you know, he was taking his make off off, and I heard a very, a very wet mucal noise, as like a chrysalis breaking, and then I saw he wasn't a clown at all. He was some kind of fucking demon, yeah, and he fucking, his wings came out, and there was a stench of sulphur in the room, and also like, like if you spit on your top lip and you raise it up and you have a little that little sort of the spitty smell. There's a spitty smell in the room. And he turned to me and he went, I fly by night. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> you don't get the game. I fl That's not the sentence. He flew it and he, I fly... No, it's not the end yet, Paul. No, you fucked it. 
You've wasted 10 minutes of our time when you got Paul, to the I sentence. Haven't... You couldn't even no, remember it. I wasn't. I was about to say the sentence. Can I finish my story, please? Yes. So he's got these funny, stinky wings, all mucal, all drippy. But do you know what, Paul? Do you know what? What? Those those mucal satanic wings were polka dot. Red and blue. Uh, and green. Uh, <laughs> so he goes, I fly at night. And it was dark because I'd been up all day and I was high on cake. And he, um, he flew out the window, leaving a trail of very bad smells. Too numerous to name here. But he also, when he was flying, he said 5G causes COVID, which Fucking is a very hell. stupid, <laughs> very stupid opinion. And I thought, that silly polka dot clown flew at night. The silly polka dot clown flew at night. Not that silly polka dot flew at night. So I'll just give you a review right now, Mr. Silver. Okay. I wrote a few words down here, right. just, just out of interest, okay. based on my Fine. feelings of the story. Uh, Hit I, me. I wrote the word frustrating down right i wrote the word aimless repetitive tedious it's a true story paul i've got facile written down here i've got fecond immature i've got a ball sack right here that's ready to slap on your chin mate that story was awful it was boring how many it went on for ages there was no incident what do i get out of what 10 you gave me four what if i'm the- gonna give you two that's only because you could barely string a sentence together, you monkey brain fucking cave humping sheep fingerer. Cave humping? I'd need a lot. Yeah. I'm King Kong's cum cave fucker. Cum cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a wa- that was literally a waste of our time. That might be the biggest waste of time in cheap show history. Do you want another one? The silly pig. No, I don't. The tiny green clown sang at once. This is how we're ending the segment. I like balloons. I've turned on by balloons. I have a predilection for squeezy, squeezy balloons. Oh, you popped it. Oh, you popped it. I'm the green clown. Oh, you popped it. Oh, you popped it. I've swapped on my costume. Right. You know what? That's it. We're, we're done with this segment, ladies and gentlemen. Let's wrap this episode up because, because I have reached the fucking tip of my limit. I'm the green clown. I'm the popcorn. Once again, we must draw a curtain over the stage that is cheap show and bid you goodbye until next week if you'd like to follow us on twitter you can get involved say hello it's at the cheap show pod i'm at paul gannon show and eli why what are you i'm at eli snoid which is spelt e-l-i-s-n-o-i-d and if you'd like to support this podcast on patreon and keep the wheels on it you can patreon.com forward slash cheap show as little as you want as much as you can afford whatever works for you we always appreciate it and there are extra pods and little videos and magazines and all sorts of little tricks and treats you can see my beard see my beard my beard has reached full i mean you could you could fall in love in that beard you know you could get lost in the woods and then live off 
the nibble trees. Live off the crumb trees. Your one-stop shop for all good things Cheap Show is our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. You can see pictures that accompany these episodes on the website. You can also see links to our videos. You can get a link to events, Cheap Show magazine, website to buy issues of that for real, and Tony's art, which you can slap on a t-shirt, a mug, or anything you fancy. You can do that by going to our website and looking at the links on the front page. Now, Paul, if anyone does know what a chodhopper actually is, I think it's some kind of medieval poo-carrying barrow, but uh, if anyone does know, please get in touch. Chodhopper. Yes. It's haunting my dreams. Here comes the hot chopper. (laughs) (laughs) Poo-carrier. So, yes, help us out with our chod hopping dreams we'll see you next week until then tatty bye boys and girls bye thanks for listening everyone goodbye bye